Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Greasy Bear Blues. I am the One P Shark. What's going on, everybody? I'm still at underscore Scott Leader on Twitter. Um, you know, I'm I'm been doing music references for the past couple weeks. So the, you know, the Grizzlies have been playing really good basketball for hours and hours. So I'm gonna just pass it down to to Young Took. Hey, you skipped over the other big man, but it is what it is, bro. Um, your man Ed Tab Shakir. You know, and I'm actually for the people, regardless of what you may or may not hear otherwise from other people doing other commercials. And I guess I got traded um, and I'm not on the team anymore. Um, but coming on the six man role, it's really shitty. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a six man. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We're missing the members today, man. Hopefully, uh, get Trevor back in next week. Uh, remember to follow him at the Auto Trevor and don't capitalize uh because he has a preposition. Um, let's go and get on to the Grizzlies. Um, this past week went two and one. Uh, had a hard fought, tough, hard fought loss Monday at Philly without MB, but it was a great game. Uh, went back and forth, lost at the end in overtime. Had the Wednesday national TV game in New York, uh, went ham in national TV in good fashion against the Knicks, and had our trash talk, uh, getting talked about around the league. Then you had Saturday, had our revenge game from last year. Uh, I think that was our first time winning Orlando since 20. 15 or 16, I heard this stat. I'm not sure which year, but it's been a while since we won in Orlando. Uh, as y'all remember, Cole Anthony had to, you know, got somebody on Allen and wasn't going to be safe. Well, he, he wasn't safe this year. So, uh, shout out to the Grizzlies for getting their revenge this year. What are y'all thoughts about this past week and the trash talk? Uh, why everybody's so mad about us trash talking? Um, not sure why everybody's mad that the Grizzlies are, you know, the team or, you know, they're being the team that's, you know, bullying everybody else. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm a fan of it. Um, as far as the, the games this week, the two games that I really want to focus on, the Orlando game was good, but, you know, it's Orlando. I'm just pressed about the game. The biggest games in my opinion this week were the, were the Philly game and the New York Knicks game. Um, Philly game for the simple fact that um, they came, the game came down to the wire. Uh, John Moran did his thing. He did, you know, he did everything that he could do to – um, to get us to win, but we came up short. We came up short for a play that everybody seemed to be upset about, which was as to Zyra Williams to uh, to potentially win the game. And I think we've all watched enough basketball to understand or realize that sometimes you can learn more about the team in a loss than you can. And so what I've learned, what I learned in the Philly game is John Moran can get to, I mean, and this is something new, but John Moran can get to the hole at will. If he, if it's, you know, his, if the ball is in his hands with four or five seconds left to go, he's going to get past his defender. He's going to get to the rack at will. He's either going to get fouled, or get the bucket, whatever. Um, but in that particular play where he passed it to Zaire Williams, a lot of people had an issue with it. And for me, I don't understand the issue. I don't understand why there was such a, you know, there was such backlash, you know, to John Moran, to the coaching staff, why Zaire was, why, why was in the game. And it's just like, the man has to grow up, right? He was, you know, he hadn't been closing some of the games. And, you know, some people wanted him in. Some people wanted him out. But you see what John Moran is doing. I keep saying this over and over. John Moran knows what he's doing. He's a step ahead of everybody on the floor. He's a step above the people that's just sitting, you know, just us just watching the game. And so what I learned is John Moran wants to put those that trust. He wants to put that, like, I believe you mentality into the rest of the players. And so Zaire Williams got the shot. He missed it. So then guess what he comes out to do? He, he comes out of the New York Knicks game and put up 21. 
You see what I'm saying? So it's stuff like that where I'm saying, like, you know, sometimes it's like Memphis people, Memphis fans, it's okay to lose the game. You know, you're not going to win all two, 82 games of the season. You sometimes you, you have to take a loss in order to get a W at the end of the day. So I'm just, those two games were, you know, very important to me too. Because again, like John Moran is our closer. You know, we have that. Not too many other teams have that. But again, he's trying to, you know, put all he can into his teammates to say, you know, it's not just me. This is, you know, this is all of us. Zyra Williams, you know, had a really good um, game against the Knicks. So I, those are my two biggest takeaways. It's just, you know, like it's okay to lose the game. And we learn things when you when you lose games. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I also don't want to talk about the Magic game. Um, but I do like the take that we have on the 76ers game and the Knicks game. My second on the 76ers game is that's a game we got to win. Um, no Joel Embiid. I know it came down to the wire, um, but we, we got to win that game. Um, especially as a team that's ascending into the playoffs, the other two teams that we beat. This week, Knicks are what maybe in the AFC. They're not comfortably sitting in the top six, um, and the Magic have been something that stings at all the all the time. So, definitely want to get from the same six. I agree with you, Skyler. Um, let's give Z his his time. Um, he may miss a shot on whatever day they played that game, but then he scored a career high the next game out right. Um, and to see that chemistry after the game was really dope too. Um, to see it from John Jaron. Yes, Jaron. I'm saying Jaron, not Triple L. Um, was awfully, awfully great to see, man. And it's great to see what's coming around here. But again, I I wish we would have streaked this week and got 3 0. Um, but while well, I'll take two and one, but definitely wanted that against the 76ers, especially without and being shorthanded without Joel and B and clearly without Ben Simmons. I'm just uh, like, Cat, we got to add like a round of applause for Sheeta here, actually calling him Jaron, bro. Like, I'm proud of you, man. That's maturity. And that's what we want to see within the Grizz. Look how that tied in. Look how that tied in. But, Lito, you couldn't have said it better uh, as far as like the whole Zyra Williams situation. Honestly, if you would have compared this team to last year, like he actually got an open shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead of us like John Moran going straight to the hole or, you know, Dylan doing this or that, we actually got an open shot. And that's something that I was actually – okay with you know the fact that Zara missed a shot that's something I can live with because we saw like you said Lito you couldn't have said any better that's the game that he kind of we can see a, a maturity and a grow up in you know what I'm saying he came in and you know what I'm saying and we talk about the Knicks basketball Madison Square Garden is one of those places where you got to go to and do your thing where the lights are brightest that was his first game in Madison Square Garden and he did what he he did his, he did his thing he definitely did his thing. And well, actually, uh, some stats for Zyra Williams that I kind of looked up is like he started off, of course, as Ricky's dude. He started off the season like averaging four points a game, then went to the next month averaging uh, five points. Uh, kind of missed December, January, averaged 10 points a game. And now he's at 16. So I kind of got like I, I like to hope that, you know, the players listen to our podcast because we are some of the best that do it. Um, I, I got a challenge for Zaire to average 10 points a game for the rest of the season or double digits for the rest of the season. Uh, Rudy Gay is a player that he's compared to, and I can actually see the comparison, especially as the smoothness of the jump shot go. And he averaged 10 points a game his rookie season. So that's kind of like a challenge I got for Zaire. But other than that, a uh, heck of a week for basketball. Uh, we we whooped the Magic's butt, which, you know, we, we talked about Cole Anthony, you know, talking trash last year. And, you know, to see where we are compared to them now is pretty cool to see. So uh, salute to the Grizz. Yep, salute indeed. Um, great week. 
I, I feel like a lot of people took their first L to Philadelphia a little too tough for a regular season NBA game in the middle of January. Well, not middle of January, end of January. End of January. I don't know if that was just me, but just kind of feel like a lot of people just like were so mad and mad about Zaire taking the shot. And it was just like, bro, it was like, I know Embiid didn't play, but Philadelphia is still a pretty good team. It's still a road game. Memphis is still the youngest team, if not, or maybe second youngest team in the NBA. Like, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey is still a good player. Like, let's come on. Like, let's put things into perspective here. So, yeah, I, I feel like everybody took their game too too hard. But shout out to Zaire for coming to Madison Square Garden and cutting up. Like, you know, like, so just shout out to Zaire, man. He's definitely improving. He definitely looks a whole lot better uh, since he's come back from injury and continues to look better. Um, I'm glad they did. That was a good play. I mean, he was open. Hey, he missed it. Did he get fouled? Maybe, but uh, we the game probably shouldn't got the overtime. Triple J did get fouled. Let's not talk right. about the refs. Let's talk right. about all of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was college. Oh, don't play. start there. Just <laughs> <laughs> want to keep it 100. So, <laughs> uh, just a good game, man. Solid, solid game, but solid week overall, man. I'm just. Man, just amazing. See Job Morant make, like I said, three. I, I said it, I think, a couple weeks ago. He makes three highlight plays per game. Uh, I, I might be un, undercutting him on it. <laughs> At least three he makes per game. So it's just – it's wild how he does that. And, you know, the Orlando game just cutting up, man. We're we're becoming like a real show, like Harlem, Harlem, Harlem Globe charters like out here <laughs> in some games. But, man, shout out to the Grizz this week. Let's go and get into our Twitter questions. Um we have four questions for four of us on here. So one person answers each each question. So starting with Skyler, man, uh, we got a question from my good friend and host and co-host over there at Let's Be Real Media at Savage. His Twitter is at msavage901. He said the top three MVP rankings. He just said top three MVP rankings and making cases for job not being the front runner. So I guess what is your top three MVP rankings and make a case for job not being number one in that ranking? Oh, um, man. Um, I think let's go. So I need to have a three and not have Johnny in there. Is is I think that's okay. I think yeah. he's saying okay. you can have him in there, but make a case for him not, not to get to okay. Be the front right. runner. Gotcha. So let's go. In my opinion, I believe John Moran is the front runner. So I'm going to go John Moran one. Um, I'm going to go with. Oh man, I'm gonna go Joel Joel and B two, and then I'm going to go Steph Curry three. If I need to make a case for why John Morant should not be an MVP candidate or should not be front runner, um, I will think it maybe it goes back to the whole you know like best team and best conference type thing. So maybe the Grizzlies don't end up you know with the first or second seed in the western conference and so maybe that would go to somebody else maybe that would go back to curry maybe steph curry you know he had a slump uh with i think in the month of january and so maybe you know as clay thompson gets more acclimated into his role as Draymond Draymond green comes back and i think that makes um steph curry a little bit more comfortable and so I think that would be a reason as to why um you know, maybe he doesn't get it. Uh, I think maybe just because I don't think necessarily Phoenix has a has an MVP candidate, but again, they're playing really, really well too. So um, I, I think maybe Steph Curry maybe it, it goes crazy the last few months of the season, and maybe he takes it away from him. Okay, 
if so you got jobs number one but make a case as to why he would not be number one because he's saying since national he put in parentheses since national media seems to not think he not think he's even in the top five um <laughs> it's it's so hard it's it's a good question that's why i'm sitting there struggling with like i i it's i, I can't with a straight face sorry y'all i can't sit here with a straight face and like give you a valid reason as to why he shouldn't be it maybe maybe he's in a small market maybe that's what it is maybe they just don't want to give it to somebody you know in in the memphis market so i i don't know i really don't know <laughs> i don't know either man <laughs> but moving on to the next question man our good friend at fat boy faded away sports podcast check him out on youtube uh, my guy tyler mcgurk uh his twitter is at tyler m gurk uh, he asked, who is the one team you would like to avoid in the first round of playoffs? Or not necessarily, he put it in parentheses, not scared of. So who would you like to avoid? Not necessarily are scared of, but just who would you like to avoid, uh, Took or Tails? Uh, one team that I would like to avoid would be the Lakers. As of now, the, like I told, like I kind of said on the last podcast, if the Lakers do make the playoffs, it's because they actually playing good basketball, in my opinion. Like they're not even in the play; they're number nine right now. Um, like I said, but if they are, if they, in my opinion, if the Lakers do make the playoffs, it's because they were able to figure out and they get it right. They got a roll and they made a trade at the deadline. But you can't disrespect LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the first round in anything. And that's that's straight up. Uh, so mine would be the Lakers. Yep, and I agree. That's actually. Man, I think I said last week, LeBron. If LeBron and AD are healthy in the playoff series, I don't want to see them. Just point blank, point blank period. I don't want to see them. And the fact, the like Russell Westbrook, I made the, the analogy of Russell Westbrook and how he did in Washington last week. Like, I mean, like last week, last year, uh, when they won damn near eighteen out of two games to finish out the season. Like Washington wasn't supposed to make the playoffs last season. I'm just saying, like it could be one of those things where the Lakers old heads were like, "All right, we done stretching." It could be, Scott. I know you're a Lakers fan. I know you lost faith in your Lakers. I don't care about too much about them. But the question is, you know, if they were to make, if we were to make the playoffs, who's the first round of team I want, want, want to play? And it's no. Yep. Yep. And next question is from Fins Lane. Is at Twitter at Fins, F I N N S Lane, L A N E. Um, Dylan's return means the loss of minutes for Magic Conch or. John Conchar, what kind of minutes distribution? Are we, what kind of minutes distribution are we expecting for a full strength Grizz next gen game? She, uh, man, um, y'all know how I feel about Big John. Um, and as I look at even the lineup that was out there yesterday, you add Dylan Brooks. Um, I guess the the distribution minutes. You cut Killy Tilly's minutes, Culver and Tillman, who haven't played as much anyway. Uh, but you have to eventually get down to a lineup of about eight to nine, so to speak, um, when it comes to playoff time. This time will be all 12 guys um, that we this, that we historically play them all. Um, but I'm still up in Conchar can still at least grab you about 10 to 12 minutes. I think he's still doable for that amount um, per game. Um, because he's going to give you everything he can on the floor. Um, and so I would say Tilly, even though he just signed a contract uh, recently, Tillman and Culver. Tillman's just not clicking this year altogether for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I just haven't seen him play in consistent spurts, but I also may be coaching too. Um, so why he's not 
feeling himself like he did last year to me. Um, but yeah, once we get Dylan Brooks back, Contra, I would bump him down about 10 to 12 a game, uh, but keep the rest of them rolling. I want to answer the other questions too, but I'll wait. Yep. Last question, man, for Austin Moore. It's, it's AKM107 twice. AKM107 twice. T-W-I-C-E. Where is the hierarchy of this team? One through four. Um, I guess they're number three right now. So, yes, in my, <laughs> they're number three. <laughs> uh, I think they're like four or five games behind Golden State. I think they're like four or five games ahead of Utah. Um, so, I mean, really, they solidly at number three. Uh, to further notice, I know they got an easy schedule coming up. But it's five games is a lot or four, I think. I, like I said, I'm not, I don't have the standings right in front of me. I know it's four or it's five. Four games. games. Four, four, yeah. Uh, I think I guess you could make that up and go to state, but it's it's still tough for me. Even though the Grizzlies have an easy schedule and they've been doing well, I could still – it's the NBA. It's like how you lost the field without NB. Those games, you expected to win. You might lose to an even worse opponent on the, you know, any given night. That, that, that's, that's happens in the NBA. So, I'm, I say that's solidly a number three. And, I mean – you want to ask our predictions at the beginning of the season. Heck, I didn't even say top three. I said top five in, <laughs> in my predictions. So, hey, man, that was uh, – yeah, three is my answer on that one. Uh, Sheedy, which uh, questions you want to answer? Uh, no, nah, it's going to be quick. Um, a team I wouldn't want to see in the first round of the playoffs, I thought that's how the question was kind of structured, would be the Mavericks. Um, I don't want to play them in the first round. Um, and the only case I can make about Jai not being the front runner is the record this season without Jai is 11 and 2. To me, a MVP candidate should be someone a team cannot play without, and they could see them not making the playoffs. Um, I don't think the 76ers made the playoffs without Joel and B, Joker, Lissa was on, but I think because of the record, statistically, the Grizzlies could get into the playoffs without Jai. Statistically, it's just, just me playing the bad guy. Man, if job was half of the season, the Grizzlies would not be in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> well, I mean, but still, like, kind of mm-hmm. just to kind of finish finish off the, the – why wouldn't job be an MVP is, like, we saw how we were at the beginning of the season. And one, just making the case, man, that was advocate for yeah. sure. Like, he wasn't there, and that kind of kicked off our run. So one could say job got back, you know, of course turned up, but it's like the players well, – that's the only case that I can possibly make. That, that did start yeah. a run, and, you know, we are number three there. So that's I mean, the that only was, case. And that was the case J.J. Reddick was making to uh, Kendrick Perkins a couple of weeks ago. But, mm-hmm. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, man, that's going to get to the upcoming week of games. Another short week. And you know what? It's probably good. This team needs some rest. Heck, I need – we need rest. Uh, they've been playing almost every other night. <laughs> so it's like, man – um, uh, they played Tuesday against the Clippers at home. Uh, as you know, the Clippers just made the big trade. They got Norman Powell and uh, who else? When they trade Robert Rob Covington, yeah, and they traded away, you know, traded away an old friend of the Grizz. It's Justice Winslow in they trade, and Eric Bledsoe actually. You know, <laughs> got Bledsoe was on the roster. <laughs> was they show sure was, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, man, that was uh, a random trade. Then got the Detroit Pistons at Detroit, who have. Pulled off a couple upsets recently, so we need to be careful. That's one of them games I told you. Can't be losing to these bad teams. Then we play the Charlotte Hornets. That's revenge game for them beating us early this season next Saturday. Uh, who y'all what's y'all record for this week? I'm gonna go two and one again as well. Um, but my my my, my issue is I'm, I'm not sure who one of those losses comes to. I think and I know that's that's our job to kind of you know do that, but it's 
I, I can't figure I just I, I just see another two and one um weight coming out, whether that's losing to to the Pistons, like you said, Sharky, you know, a team that's you know that's finding their groove there, you know, Kay Cunningham is coming along. And so that could very well be a loss there. There could very well be a loss to um to the Hornets. So I'm gonna go two and one with a win against the Clippers. A win against the, the Pistons. Yeah, and a I was about to say, come on, call and a, it. Come and on a loss it. against the Hornets again. I'm going to go two and one. All right, two and one. Um, man, I I don't know what it is about this Clippers team, man. They are, they'll let you beat them really bad, and then they'll come back and win. They've done that like three times this season, being now like twenty plus points. Um, and I hope that we keep our foot on the next as Jai said that we do. Um, and so with that being said, I'm going to follow it, the general, so to speak. Um, and John Moran, I'll give us three and zero this week, um, beating all three teams. Yeah, I definitely got us going three and zero um, as well. Um, we, you talk about like interior defense, like that's kind of been my main thing as far as like opponents uh, that we go against. If you have no interior defense, nine times out of 10, you're going to lose. And you look at the Clippers, Pistons, and Hornets, nah. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Look at the Sixers game, which was the last one we lost. And, and you know, Andre Drummond, call it what you want. He had a 20-20. You know, and John Durant put up 30 shots. So <laughs> he, he, he wasn't, you know, having much success at the rim like that. Um, but we look at, like I said, the Clippers, Pistons, Hornets, that's a 3-0 and week to me. Um, so give me 3-0. and same here. Give me three and no. The first time we we lost to Charlotte, we weren't playing defense. Uh, we're doing that now outside the Philly game. Uh, whatever happened, <laughs> Tyrese Maxson them get into the hole. They will in that game, but uh, we're playing with the defense, and that was literally that was literally the only reason they beat us because we just want we decided we want to play defense. Uh, the other two games, Detroit is the one that I'm looking at as a possible loss. Just like you said, you just take your foot off the gas. They didn't do it at Orlando. Also last year they did lose to a bad Detroit team at the random time in April. So mate, so just like Orlando, they might think about that game and say, "Nah, we're not about to do that here again." So that's why I give them three and zero. Clippers, I, I just don't see. I don't know. I mean, you can be surprised. They are. I, I tell you this: Tyron Lue is doing a pretty good job coaching that team up. Damn good. Yeah, he's doing Damn a good. Job. So hey, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. about to put anything past them beating us, but. I, I just get get my full effect into the Grizzlies. Uh, you know, Mr. Shark 500 don't exist anymore. And yeah, give me that three and no. <laughs> but uh, real quick before we finish, you know, trade deadline is uh, a game, you know, play Detroit on the 10th. That's the trade deadline day. Uh, do y'all perceive any the Grizzlies making the Grizzlies making any deals by then? Yes or no? I would just hope not. I I hope not. I think I would just keep the team intact. I think you have something, you know, you have the team in the camaraderie like that they play with on the court, but then it's like what, like they play, like they are like that, like even behind the scenes, behind the cameras when the game's like not being played. And so I just don't know if you, if that's something you want to mess with, but technically still a young team, quote unquote, um, I, I wouldn't touch it. So I don't think they'll do anything either. Um, I would like for us to bring a veteran in, just somebody, just and I'm, I don't, I don't care actually at this point in any kind of position, just a veteran who knows what it's like to be there. You know what I'm saying? Just know, knows kind of fit into the coach, but just knows how to be there. You know, the players can bounce ideas off and just provide some kind of veteran leadership for the team. That's kind of if, if you know, just second round or something like that. If we can get somebody cool, if not cool, but if I were to have somebody, that's who I want. 
like an era going, like we said last podcast or palm itself. Like those would be perfect for the Grizzlies. So yeah, I love an Eric Gordon move. I hope, and that would only be to me, hopefully, like a second round pick, if even that. Um, to me, the the question is, no, I don't think you trade anyone because you take chemistry over what what big name is out there to get us, right? Is it Ben Simmons or and Harden? Those two are right now going head to head for a trade right now. So, who is it that pushes us past three and moves us to two or one in the Western Conference, and we don't give up that much to keep that intact? And right now, as the trade market looks, unless we don't know something, there's no one else to really push the needle like that. Um, and so you keep this intact and you keep it pushing. And if you can get Eric Gordon uh, or some other shooter that's okay with coming off the bench for something like a second round pick or something like that, you do it. Um, but besides this, we roll into the wheels, fall off. Yep, yep. Yeah, I tend to agree. I don't think I'm not even thinking of a big trade. I'm thinking even just a small trade. I don't maybe maybe trade Jericho over. I think, like I said, Joe, I think I said on a previous episode, Joe Moldenix has been presenting trading uh Jericho before Kenrick Williams for uh from OKC Thunder. That's a solid three and D player. Uh we can use a three and D player. Eric Gordon be cool, but his contract, I'm not sure if it I don't think is it an expiring deal. Cause if it's not expiring, they not been trade with it. Because <laughs> his contract pretty big. <laughs> Right, yeah, go, right. I'm not even gonna lie on the on Eric Gordon front, but it would be nice. That's like I said, it's a shooter, that's not necessarily the, the D aspect of it, though. But you got other defenders that kind of can make up for its deficiencies on defense. But, um, just in the smaller deal, that would be cool if long, longest contracts work. But I don't, uh, I don't, you got it, you got a point on the contract, Shark. I definitely forgot about the contract now. He, he out for 2024 again, paid 19 oh, no million and 20 million after. Oh, no, <laughs> from the Rockets? For the Rockets, yeah. The Rockets yeah. just be signing people. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a smaller deal. Um, I don't proceed on trading Kyle Anderson. You know, Kyle Anderson, Tyus Jones are upcoming free agents. So I doubt, I don't see it. I haven't heard anything through the grapevine. But, you know, rumors kind of pop up on the last week, everything going on. But we'll see, man. Shout out to the Grizzlies, man. Been making it work with this young squad. I say keep it rolling, and we're going to roll right through the playoffs. So uh, remember to follow us at the starting five, the number five, MEM on Twitter. Follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzly Bear, SBN Grizzlies. And um, go to the grizzlybearblues.com to check out all the posts, uh, different blog posts on each day uh, for everyone, the guys covering the Grizzlies. Remember to uh, listen to other podcasts, the 3D podcast, the Core 4 podcast, GBB Live, and the Long View. And remember to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Skylade on Twitter. It's really shitty. Big fella. And Tab Shakir, and just a shout out to Morgan and Morgan. If you actually need somebody that's for the people, hit my line. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>